0: You're listening to she of the wild growing our souls through creativity with Beth Maury. That's me. listening to the She of the Wild podcast. I'm Beth Maury, your host. But still, it still feels so weird to say your host. It makes me feel really official. And like, who put me in charge of this thing? Oh, wait, I did. Um, hi. Welcome to episode four. Exciting. I'm really thrilled to tell you that this episode is going to contain the first interview of She of the Wild podcast. I am so excited. Did I say that already? I may have mentioned that I'm excited about this. I'm talking today with Desiree Vargas, who is many things. She wears a ton of different hats and is basically amazing. Um, she is an advocate. She's a therapist. She's a yoga instructor. She's an entrepreneur, a life coach, um, and wellness coach. And she's an artist. Um, and so many other things, like I said, she's done done and does a lot of things. And we had a really great interview, a really great conversation. and I am thrilled to share it with you. But before we get to the interview, I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about fear and resistance because I had so much fear and resistance going in to this interview. And it had nothing to do with Desiree and everything to do with me. Um, I basically was worried that I wouldn't have anything to say. That I would, you know, I have some questions prepared, but I want the interviews to feel like a conversation and not, oh, this is my question. Okay, here's your answer. Okay, this is my next question. Here's your answer. You know, I wanted to flow and be... Um, grounded in the moment and authentic and I feel like you can't really prepare for that you know I'm not psychic (laughs) if only it was actually I'm not sure I would actually want to be psychic because I think it it would really stress me out but uh, I was really wanting to the, the, the interview had to have this like certain vibe and certain flow but at the same time I wasn't sure if I could do it. I've never interviewed anyone before on audio. And yeah, I was just super nervous on top of this whole podcast being a new thing. So there's a level of discomfort in that. And then interviewing someone is uncomfortable because I've never done that either. And then I have my anxieties on top of that. So kind of three layers of discomfort and fear. And I really wanted to cancel. Um not because I didn't want to talk to Desiree, I really did, and I wanted to have this interview to share with you guys, but because I was scared. That's really the only reason, because it made me uncomfortable. And I wanted to mention that because I think that so often we can forget that other people on the internet are humans too, and that they go through their own thing. I know I do forget that You know, the people I see have complexities to their lives that I don't know about or layers or anxieties or whatever I mean Prince for example he struggled with anxiety terribly apparently um and he performed these massive shows and you know thinking about it I can really empathize with him because I would get so crazy nervous about if I did what he did I would be so anxious and um to hear that he was also I mean it sucks but he's also he he was also a human being and um I think it's important to remind each other that we're all human beings and um I think that that can be really inspiring and, and encouraging so I wanted to share that little bit with you um because maybe you need to hear it maybe you need to know That you're not the only one that's scared of this really cool new thing that you want to do or your new job or whatever is new or hard or scary or uncomfortable for you in your life. It's okay. It's okay that it's those things, but don't let it stop you, okay? If you know it's what you really want to be doing, don't let it stop you. Don't let that fear stop you from doing that thing that you really want to be doing that you know you have to do or that you know you need to do. And before we get to our interview in just a minute here, I would like to share a quote with you <laughs> on this topic. And it's a quote from Steven Pressfield, whose words and his ideas about um, about the fever and the breakthrough were the inspiration for episode two of the She of the Wild podcast. So I recommend you go back and listen to the to that podcast if or sorry that episode if you resonate with what I'm talking about right now and if you resonate with the words in this quote. So this is by Stephen Pressfield again and it's from The War of Art, which is probably I would say the book he's best known for. It's certainly the book that I know him best for. Um so us creative types probably know him. Through the War of Art if we know him. Here it goes the quote fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember our rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Resistance is experienced as fear. The degree of fear equates to the strength of resistance. Therefore, the more fear we feel about a specific enterprise, the more certain we can be that that enterprise is important to us and to the growth of our soul. That's why we feel so much resistance. If it meant nothing to us, there'd be no resistance. Ah, it's such a good quote! Oh man, like I knew that was coming and still reading it. I'm like, dang! I needed to hear that again. And hopefully it encourages you. And I highly recommend reading The War of Art. Um, The subtitle of the book is Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. And... I don't think I know any creative person who can't identify with that. I don't even know if I know of any humans who can't identify with breaking through blocks. There's some sort of like this weird barrier between us and the thing we wanna do, even though we could just do the thing we wanna do. You know, you finally get that like dream job and then you're like, maybe I should not do that. Because it's scary and you're maybe afraid you'll you'll fail and because it's really high stakes or even just moderately high stakes. It doesn't have to be like a super high stakes thing to have a resistance attached to it and fear attached to it, okay? Don't quit your dream job if you get your dream job. I mean, give it a few months, right? (laughs) Give it at least, I would say, a good six months. Um, I feel like the first month of anything new is the hardest and is not indicative of what the future necessarily could be in that new thing. And I believe that a habit is formed in something like three weeks, something like that. I, I'm just talking off the top of my head here. So take that with a grain of salt. But it does take time to build habits up. And I think that that is true also for building up a level of comfort with a new thing in your life. Or a new project, or even just, you know, a simple new painting or a new recipe or a new rhythm in your day. Fear is good, Stephen Pressfield says. It tells us what we need to do. It tells us what's important to us and to the growth of our soul. Hang on to those words, okay? They're important and you're gonna need them. <laughs> we all need them. We all will need them time and time again eventually right so write that down stick it on your wall stick it on your fridge stick it on your bathroom mirror so you see it and you remember it okay you are not a failure if you're afraid you're not a bad person if you're afraid it's just kind of part of the thing part of the gig right and so I'm super glad I didn't cancel our interview because it's a really great interview I think Desiree had lots of delicious things to share with us and now Here she is. So hi, this is Beth of She of the Wild podcast, and today we're talking with Desiree Vargas um, about her creativity and how that intersects with her life. So I'm super excited. Thanks, Desiree.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. I'm super honored and excited to chat a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I was wondering if you could start us off by telling us just a little bit about what you do. Um, both like in your life or professionally or whatever kind of like <laughs> that makes you think of, I guess.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, I am a life coach, um, but I dabble in anything doing dealing with self-care, self-love. I um, went to grad school to get my master's in marriage and family therapy. And on the mission on the path to become a therapist and not saying that that's completely out of what uh, my scope of what I'm doing, but, Through some personal life transition that I've gone through, I really wanted to take a more entrepreneur route. So I do a lot of coaching. I'm also a certified yoga instructor. Um, I am all about natural wellness. So whatever that is for either my client or somebody that's interested, mind, body, soul, I like to incorporate all those things. When I was um, doing my practicum in grad school and seeing clients, I would hear a lot of things of anxiety, stress, you not enough sleep. And those are some of the questions that would come up. And I thought, you know, I don't like having that many rules. (laughs) I have to admit, um, maybe I'm a rule breaker. I don't know, but (laughs) I just like the freedom of things. And I am all about therapy. I refer a lot of my clients out to therapy. Um, but I think my role and what I've taken is just a really good compliment to, um, some of my clients and just giving them another, um, Just another another way to learn how to fall in love with their own life, whether it be um, their mom, um, whether they're single, not married, mid thirties, whatever that is. So I find that those are my clients definitely tend to be more women. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and just helping people and women really just discover or rediscover a little bit of who they are and um, just go on the path that they're meant to live.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool and really needed, um, especially for women, because I feel like we can get really mm. kind of derailed by, you know, what we should be doing instead of sure. what we need Sure. There's to always these shoulds. Yeah, You know, you should do <laughs> this. You should do that
1: as a woman. You're a mom. You should do this. And I, you know, I've sh- I'm sure you've heard the saying, don't should all over yourself.
0: Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> how, like, so how do you help women or maybe, maybe not women in particular, mm-hmm. but just your clients um, sure. kind of deal with those shoulds? What are some ways that they can, like, free themselves? I mean, obviously, it depends yeah. on person to person. but Of
1: course, of course. So I'm a big advocate um, about um, self-love and self-care. Mm. And so I really start with a lot of that. Um, what are they doing for themselves? And, and yes, the majority of my clients, they f- I find that, you know, they're definitely not sleeping eight hours a day, especially mm. if they're mamas. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they're not exercising as much or doing the things that they did um, either before they became a mom or just because their life got super busy. And their, their lifestyle, their diet lifestyle has gone off track as well. Mm, yeah. So I find that that's where they're at. And it's just needing to get back to that space if they have been there before mm. or figuring out how to get to that space because they never grew up that way. They never maybe grew up in a healthy eating environment. And they never... Um, we're given self love or self care tips from a mom, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And so I, obviously we've all been through our, our own trauma, our own hurts and past. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, that's what I take from my journey. And I know, well, I've been through this, I've been through this, uh, this crazy, crazy journey of what I've been through. And, And I need to, I need to give back. I need to help other people, women discover that it's not impossible. Mm hmm. They can do whatever they set their mind to. Is cliche as that sounds, it's so true, you just have to believe it.
0: Well, it's only cliche because it's so true, right? Yeah. That's what makes I, it agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Would like would you be willing to talk a little bit about your own journey? You said it was like a cliche. Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: Absolutely. So I grew up in California and Orange County. And uh, my parents were uh, were divorced very early on when I was a child, so my mom uh, became a single parent. Mm-hmm. And um, I had, I still have a relationship with my with my dad, and of course with my mom. I'm an only child. And when I was, gosh, this is probably in 2004. So when I was 23, um, my mom was killed by a drunk driver. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. My, oh, thank you. I appreciate sense. that. My mom and her, and her boyfriend were killed together, oh, wow. and uh, they were super in love and very happy. And yeah. my mom was only 42 at the time, and I was 23. And yes, an adult, but believe me, my 23-year-old self is very immature. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, and, like,
0: thinking of myself, I would be like... Uh, yeah, I was still a kid. <laughs> yeah, 23. definitely.
1: 23. And you know, my mom was very supportive. And I worked since I was 16. But wow. you know, I, I'm, I'm very real. She took care of a lot of my life. <laughs> so to say that it was devastating is I don't even know if that's even the right word. It was just mm-hmm. beyond that um, being an only child. Um, still having one year left in college, I was working full time. And so I really went through a personal journey on my own with that. And uh, through that end up, uh, working for um, nonprofit. So in my beginning goal, I was going to school to be um, an artist or an art teacher. I was getting my undergraduate in fine art and I that was my journey. I was in fashion, I worked in retail, that was the journey and this happened. Mm-hmm. Of course it changed everything. I found myself being assisted by the nonprofit Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about the services that they offer. But one of the things that they offered to me was victim um, was a victim advocate, so someone to come with me to court, because I hmm. I then faced a, a murder trial for three years oh my goodness. Um, with my mom's death, which was so devastating because you have this grief and you're not really allowed to to finish grieving because for three years I was just. Going through this trial, seeing the person that killed my mother, and so, that fantastic. was very, very Incredibly hard.
0: traumatic. Yeah.
1: Very traumatic. Very traumatic. So, you know, anxiety, PTSD, just mm-hmm. so many, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't like labels, but yes, you know, those are the diagnosis and mm-hmm. things that I had had and had gone through therapy. And so I went through that and found myself in nonprofit as a volunteer and then employed. Mm-hmm. So it really just changed the course yeah. of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and I also um, went through a divorce. I, um, which was very hard. Of course, obviously, no one wants, no one gets married to get divorced. Right. But I found myself, um, and because of my past, um, in an abusive relationship, an abusive mm-hmm. marriage. And my stepfather was also abusive to me as well. So oh, no. I was just following this cycle. You know, I didn't no. know any different. I didn't know any better. And uh, my mom passed away, and I jumped right into a marriage mm-hmm. that was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just a little bit of, you know, some of the things that I've been through, grief and loss and divorce and anxiety and mm-hmm. um, just all these all these things where I know if I'm not alone, first of all, Mm-mm. and I if know. there's any way that I can take and use my journey to help others, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. Mm-hmm. Even though I lost my mom at 23 I really knew my life purpose at that point. It mm-hmm. is to serve others. I, I always say I have a servant heart. Mm-hmm. I just want to serve and help others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, just a little bit of um, what makes me who I am today.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's really awesome. And um, I think it's really courageous to let la- stuff like that, like our tragedies mm-hmm. form us and shape us. I think that they're such um, powerful catalysts You know um that we would never ever choose or want you know not ever in a thousand years but if it has to happen like i think it's really courageous to kind of use that as you know to go forward Uh. and I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean obviously I didn't know your mom, but as a mom myself, I mm-hmm. would if something like that happened to me and then to my kids, I would of course I would want them to be able to use it as like a springboard. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, thank it really has. That. I
1: thank you. Thank you for letting me share. I, I always tell people, you know, I would never wish my mom's death upon me ever. Right. But there has been so many amazing things that have happened. I would not change a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that took a while to say that. But yeah. to really be clear and be honest with myself is it made me who I am. Yeah. So, absolutely. And that's why I'm here talking to you. Yes, it
0: is. It's true. He's led to this moment, um, which sounds trite and cheesy, but I mean, it kind of has. It's true. <laughs> um, so I'm curious. Um, you said that, uh, creativity was like part of your background. And yes. this, this podcast is like about creativity and not just creativity for the sake of creativity, which is awesome in and of right. itself, but kind of using it as a vehicle into ourselves, which mm-hmm. sounds like something that you're like really, you know, <laughs> yes. aligned with. Um, and I'm curious if creativity's come up for you, like in your advocacy work um, or in your healing process or just in oh any gosh. sort of way.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And I I think people are more creative than they give themselves credit to be. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in art school, some people would say, wow, that is so cool. I wish I could do something like that. I wish I was creative. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'd always be thinking is you are. Yeah. You can. This is a, this is a, I learned this. This wasn't just I woke up one day and I was just an artist. <laughs> uh, and it and yes, I needed training um, and a passion for it. But I think... Yes, everything I do is creative. I wake up and I meditate and that's creative to me. I I paint. Okay, so that's what people think of, you know, creativity. Mm -hmm. But even I think a mom planting flowers in her garden with her children Mm -hmm. is creative. So it's just getting, I think, society to realize and and broaden that definition of creativity. It's not just painting, dancing, singing – It's what are you doing every day? Um, It's creative if you decide to wake up and text your husband an affirmation, in my opinion. (laughs) You know, just Mm -hmm. you're a wonderful provider, you know, just wanted to let you know. I think that's creative. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. No, I totally agree. And something I talk about, too, um, about how creativity isn't just like those quote like right traditional art activities like yes I'm a painter but yeah. right I mean like even just making a meal you've literally oh created gosh. something that didn't exist before exactly. that's amazing
1: that's awesome because I'm not I'm not really I do cook a lot so yeah, <laughs> I I'm think that's super great.
0: <laughs> no I do too and I think it's um a real gift like to yourself and to your body obviously but also like mm-hmm. the people in your life I mean as a person who sucks at cooking, when I go to <laughs> other people's houses and they've cooked for me, like, that's a gift. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. <laughs> my, my mother-in-law, she um, uh, she's a gardener. Like, she grows things, you know, flowers. Yes. And she grows, like, vegetables and fruits and all that sort of thing. And she keeps saying, like, yeah, to me, the same thing. Like, oh, I could never do what you do. I'm like, but you <laughs> make food food from the earth <laughs> like you put like, seeds that in the is ground. pretty thinking creative <laughs> it's amazing like, and I, I've tried to plan things and obviously <laughs> it's something I need to learn I haven't taken the time to learn to learn it but I have but she can do it and I can't and it's the same thing in reverse like she right can, anyone could take the time if they wanted to
1: it's figuring out what it. our gifts are you know mm-hmm. and and taking that time I think a lot of us just get so caught up in life or mm-hmm. I always say this you know You have to do A, B, and C. You have to go to college, find a husband, get married, have kids, this whole A, B, C thing. And in the midst of all that, we forget and lose a little bit of who we are. Mm -hmm. And we never took that time to figure out, what are my gifts? What am I meant to do? What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And once you start to explore those things, then those creativity parts come out, like the gardening, like Mm -hmm. the cooking, um, like yoga, whatever it is, whatever it is.
0: So say that you're like chatting with a client who has mm-hmm. done that like ABC thing. And yes. now she's kind of like, I feel trapped or I feel like I lost a bit of myself. Like what would you have her do as like a first step to try to take some of herself back or find that missing piece?
1: Yes. I would tell her to go to target or the dollar store, find <laughs> yes, herself, target. Right. Yeah, I know. I, And just go buy yourself the cutest little journal because you know they have all those fun journals now Mm -hmm. with fun sayings and affirmations. Just buy something, you just go to the dollar store, you can find them at Big Lots, even. Find yourself an empty journal and start journaling. And some people and some women get so intimidated by this. Like, what do you mean? Um, And it's baby steps, it's baby steps. Maybe it's just a couple thoughts, it's a sentence down. But there is something so therapeutic about taking that pen and putting it down and getting what's in here in your head and putting it down to that paper. Mm -hmm. And once they do it one or two times, they're kind of hooked. So it's just (laughs) getting them to do it. They're like, oh my gosh, like I've been storing all this stuff or having these thoughts in here and I'm finally able to release them. So that would probably be one of the first things that I usually tell my clients to do. Mm -hmm. And even friends, anybody that says something that I offer up that is, so therapeutic and there's so much great research as well. if You know, people are into research stuff and they want to know what is good for you with research yes. <laughs> and not just the butterfly good feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, there is research that says that journaling is very therapeutic.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's so nice that it's so accessible. You don't have to, you know, no. cost like basically nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, very little. <laughs> very
1: little. If, you, if, if some people, I mean, I think it's better writing, but you can even use, open up your computer. Right. Just open up a Word document. You know, it, it's it's very simple. It's something that anybody could really do. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting those thoughts out of the mind, out of there. If they're negative, if they're positive, if you had a good day, a bad day, just record that. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to look back and see mm-hmm. what you went through. And wow, look how far I've come in a in a month in a year whatever it was. Yeah.
0: They are really awesome. And I think even encouraging right in the moment, like I used to do, kind of a similar thing. I would mm-hmm. have my art journal and I put just a month calendar across two pages. So you could just see the whole month at once. Oh, cool. And in each little square, I would just write something from that day. Um oh, like and it that. wasn't, you know, it wasn't it, like sometimes it was about my kids, sometimes it was like, oh, today was sucked you know uh, yeah and some days i'd be like wow i wrote this many words um and it was really awesome even even just at the end of the month to be like wow mm. look at this month I had like look at this life I lived right I kind of want to get back into it that makes me want to do yeah it. <laughs> yeah am I we
1: inspiring we might be inspiring. I'm sp- inspiring myself because you know yeah. we got to practice what you preach as right? well. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so hard sometimes it is hard and that's the that's the beauty too is we're the so-called experts but you know whoever's listening we struggle as well it's not mm-hmm. like this perfection this goal is just bringing back those things that bring you joy to your life and trying to create those habits as much as you can
0: okay so, say your client has been doing the journaling thing. Yeah. She's rocking it. What then? Like, Ooh. what would your next step be? And I promise I won't ask you for a third. Step. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um,
1: meditation, meditation, oh. meditation, meditation. Um, it's, you know, it's something that I'd, I'd always said to myself for years I want to meditate and pray. I want to have that prayer time. And I'm in my mid 30s, and I really have to admit, I never really did it. And a few months ago, I did a yoga teacher training. And of course, meditation was part of it. And I started waking up 10 minutes earlier in the morning. And this is the same thing I tell my clients as well, is just set that alarm clock 10 minutes a little bit earlier. And I know I know that 10 minutes, believe me, I, I, I feel it too. I feel it too, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I promise you, things manifest, things happen. I, I can't even begin. Like I'm so excited about meditation and I can't believe I'm barely <laughs> did this in my life, but there are some wonderful apps out there that people could use if they're kind of just lost. And I don't know mm-hmm. where to start or I can't, I can't be silent for 10 minutes. Right. It takes practice and that's okay. Um, I tell people don't be turned off on meditation. It is challenging at first, but once you start to get in the groove, you're going to start to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. So um uh, the app that I um that I like and I'm Headspace is one, that's very popular and the one that I personally use is Insight Timer. And there's hundreds of meditations from 10 minutes to an hour to subjects, you name it. You can even meditate and set it to like, you can meditate with people across the world. It's really cool. Oh, neat.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: It's really, really neat. So even if like me and you decided, oh, let's meditate on Mondays at 8 o'clock or whatever, you know, you could see each other meditating at the same time. So it's really neat. So, and it's simple. I, like I said, all I do, and this might be uh, funny, but I wake up, go to the bathroom, walk into my living room. I set my diffuser. Um, I'll usually do like a wild orange or maybe a eucalyptus. It just depends on Mm. what I'm feeling. Sit down right on the floor and meditate for just 10 minutes and set my guided little, um, app, my timer. I'm, I'm goal. I'm doing some specific goals right now. So I'm been meditating to one specific meditation focused on goals
0: Oh, nice. And it's so great. It's, so you listen to like a I listen to of this
1: something. one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they have ones where it's just silence or music. Um, sometimes I just I'm in silence as well, so mm-hmm. I don't use the app all the time. But just because I'm I'm specifically working on some goals of my own, I've been for three weeks doing the same meditation.
0: How so. do you decide? if you want to do silence or if you want to do something more guided or is it just kind of what you're feeling or? it's
1: totally what I feel. And that's what I tell people too. Same thing. If you're, you know, doing yoga, you're working out, just what are you craving? Mm-hmm. What is your mind, what is your mind telling you? What's your body telling you? I just need, mm-hmm. I just need silence. Maybe, you know, you do have a couple kiddos running around and they're off mm-hmm. to school or wherever it is and you finally get that silence and you're just like, I just need some silence in my life. Yeah. Um, or if you want to hear some music, I just, I just go with the flow. hmm. We all know what we're craving deep down inside.
0: When I kind of feel like it's a, a revolutionary thing, like on a personal level, to even start to listen to, what do I want? What does right. my body want? Because I feel like, yeah, oh, well, I should get on the elliptical, or mm-hmm. I should eat mm-hmm. a cucumber. Well, what you know? do I want to do? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're so right. I love that. It is so true because you hear all these voices and things in your head
0: mm-hmm. or your
1: other friends and whatever yeah. they're saying. And yeah, both they're are, not you.
0: <laughs> yeah, both well-intentioned advice. And then, of you course. know, that toxic, not so good <laughs> intention stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something I'm learning to do now is to kind of go into a more quiet place. And mm-hmm. um, what do I want? And it's kind of scary yeah. because I tend toward being really active, like, except for exercise, for example, sure. I tend toward like high cardio or like, Oh, I'm going to like lift yeah. weights or something, which are great. And I love Sure, that, But sometimes a lot of the times my body's like, Oh my gosh, can we just go for a little walk? Can we just chill? <laughs> yeah. Or like stretch. I don't know. It's kind of, it Fortally. scares me, but it's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, you know what they say, if, if it doesn't scare you, you know, if something, if your goal or the dream doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. So you're on the right track. You're, oh, you're scared. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> you know, if we weren't scared of anything, we wouldn't grow. Mm-hmm. And if we, you know, that there's another saying is, oh, you changed. Well, I hope I changed. Gosh, um, I want to change. I want right. to keep growing.
0: Yeah. And that is totally what this podcast is about. It's about, Yeah not growing just because, not for the sake of growing, but growing mm-hmm. into, like, who and how we feel like we're meant to be, um, mm-hmm. or that we want to be, and becoming more whole. So, this is my last question. Yeah, <laughs> no know, worries. We only, <laughs> we talked for, like, 20 minutes or so, but what um, would you recommend for people who, in that same kind of a situation, like, OK, so they know what they want to do mm-hmm. or they're pretty sure they know. I mean, we don't always know 100 percent, but if you're reasonably yeah. sure and you're following kind of that gut thing that tells you, but then you're scared, you know, <laughs> I mean, how do you get through that scary stuff that like kind mm. of blocks your way?
1: Sometimes? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, everybody has blocks. Mm-hmm. Um and it's having a support system. I think that's very important is having that support system, whether it is family, your good friends, or your husband, or your wife, your spouse, whoever it is. I think that it's super important. And if you, I have friends that aren't very close to their family, but they have a really good support system where they're at, where they live. They live states away, but they've created this, this family. And again, I'm not just woman focused, but I feel because the majority of my clients are women. Mm-hmm. Um, we crave it. I mean, as, as humans, we just crave these relationships with people. We just, that's, I think, human instinct. So having that support system, if they're feeling, you know, everything's going great, but I'm having these blocks, I'm having these negative moments. Well, go, you know, it doesn't have to be a best friend, but go to your husband, go to your sounding board. Mm-hmm. What are they saying? You know, they're they are going to support you and love you. Um, they're not going to give you, you know, hopefully a toxic a toxic uh <laughs> support but mm-hmm. you know if if you have that correct that right that right tribe, that good mm-hmm. support system, they're really gonna help you get through those moments. Um and I mentioned it before. I also am a huge fan of having a therapist mm-hmm. and having somebody to con because a coach and a therapist are two different things and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand though the, the work I won't go into those, but they're just different. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But having somebody, you know, non non judgmental that's a professional I I call them professional listeners. Mm-hmm. That's really what they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're not going to judge you in any way. Some people say, well, I've never been to therapy. I'm scared. You know, mm-hmm. that whole fear thing. <laughs> oh, it gives me anxiety. Oh, I tell people this. <laughs> you know, you go to the dentist once a year. You go to the gynecologist if you're a woman once a year. You get your checkups. Why would we not check in mentally once mm-hmm. a year? Yeah. It just, it makes sense when I feel like I explain it to people that way they're Mm. like, okay. Um, And and if you're looking and searching for a therapist, you know, know that you may not find the right fit on the first Mm -hmm. time as well. You may need to go see one or two, maybe three people until you find that right fit um, because there's so many different specialties. There's so many different types of therapists and there, believe me, there are bad therapists, but Mm -hmm. there are lots of wonderful therapists. So mm-hmm. I would say support system and seeking out a therapist, even if you feel that life is going great, because mm-hmm. you want the tools now for when you head into those rocky times.
0: I think that's such great advice. Thank you so much for going there, because I am a huge fan of therapy as well. And <laughs> I say the same thing. Like, even if you don't think you have anything going on, like, go anyway. Just go for, yeah. like, a, like, a month if you can, you yeah. know, if it's available to you. Right. And, like, I love going – I mean, I've gone for like just, you know, for specific issues and challenges, but like I've also gone when it's not too bad in my life, you know, and it's so, it kind of is like going to the spa because you just... (laughs) You're paying this person to sit there and listen to you and you don't have to be like, okay, well now it's your turn and I'm going to listen, you know, now I listen to you. It's all about you. You know, you get a whole like hour just to talk about your stuff and you don't Mm -hmm. have to take care of anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, so good. It's just so good, especially for women, especially Mm -hmm. for busy, busy women, which I mean, I, we, I think we all are, right? Every woman I know is super busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and oh mentee, yeah, obviously. But yeah, what? I love therapy. Woo, therapy!
1: Yay, therapy! <laughs> therapy dance. And <laughs> and you can't see us, but we're too. therapy dancing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Desiree, I would love for you to um, let us know, like, how can we find you and connect with you online? Or...
1: Sure. If, yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm always available on email. I'm very, very quick on that. So my email is Desiree for naturalhealthcare at gmail.com and you spell my name d-e-s-i-r-e-e it's very simple it's like desire with an extra e (laughs) for the number four naturalhealthcare at gmail.com I also do have a Facebook business page and it's Desiree's guide for a healthy mind healthy body and healthy living So you can find me on Facebook as well.
0: Awesome. And I will put that link in the show notes Great. Yay. Um, Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. Yes. Thank you for having (laughs) me.
1: This was so much fun. It
0: was really fun. I was really nervous, but it was awesome. (laughs) No need. You're a
1: pro now. (laughs) Okay.
0: Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So that was our interview, the conversation with Desiree Vargas. Again, you can find her on the internets and on Facebook at um, Desiree's Guide for a Healthy Mind, Healthy Body, and Healthy Living. So if you just look her up, you will find her there. Um, again, thank you so much to Desiree for coming on the show. Uh, It was really fantastic talking to you. I feel really inspired. And I hope that you, dear listeners, are also inspired. Remember, if you want to find more of me, you can come hang out with me at sheofthewild.com. I'm on Instagram at sheofthewild. And on Facebook, we have a She of the Wild community. Just look up She of the Wild community. And it's totally free to be a part of. And I'd love to hang out with you there. Okay. Again, thank you for listening. Thanks to Desiree and I hope that you're having a fantastic day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the She of the Wild podcast. For more inspiration and support for your creative journey, please visit www.sheofthewild.com.